Yo, buddy, you want to know what, like, really pisses me off? What's that? I, I, I mean, I had a good start to the week with some retweets and shit, but then fucking Julie DeCaro decides mm. to one block me. But if you're going to fucking block me, don't use my shit. Like, I get fucking text messages that she is now screen capping what I fucking tweet out. All And, and all I did was set the over under for hours of Justin reading her fucking book. But she has to go and screen cap me and fucking block me. You want to use me for shit and come after me. Fucking come after me. Like, like that's fine. But don't block me and be, be coward about it. Do you, you freaking hypocrite. Do you think, though, that she might have saved your mentions a little bit by, by doing that? Like, now her, whatever, the Carl fans can't come after you or whatever? Oh, fuck no. No. Uh, fuck. I don't give a shit about that. Like, if you're going to use my shit about it, it's... I, I'm, see, call me crazy, but I'm putting shit on social media... I don't mind seeing the reaction of it. Like, I, I don't give two shit. When did she block Oh, you? she blocked me. She blocked me because I liked Warden of the North's uh, uh, video. The da, 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 da. Right. So, but, so, so somebody must have screenshotted that and then sent it to her. Something. No, right? she... Oh, so when you block someone, when you block someone, you can still see their posts, but oh. they can't see any of your shit. Okay. So yeah, that's you, what she did. because she did to it. view the post. Yeah, so what she did was she saw that, and I don't know, I'm pretty sure she has Big Cat block too, because I put, what was it, the over <laughs> under at six hammer hours, over, yeah. and then Big Cat said hammer the over, and then all of a sudden she freaking screen caps that, and it's just like, oh, here's more toxic masculinity over there making fun of the theft of my book. <laughs> it's, it, Is that how she sounds? He gave your book free publication. <laughs> Yeah, he really did. Yeah, more people will buy that book like because of Kirk than anything else. You should be thanking Justin instead of trying to sue him. Yeah, I mean, you were a lawyer just like you were a gymnast. So let's see how this goes. Fucking a. Oh yeah, this is Kirk and off guys, and we got Ned Stark joining us too. I forgot about that. <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> Thanks for having me. That was great. I just muted myself to just listen. That was awesome. A masterpiece. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you for coming on. But before we interview Ned, uh, we need some news from Andrew Augustus. Here we go. We interrupt Kirk and Off to find out what's been going on in the Minifin world with Andrew Augustus. Seven hours and 22 minutes of fame. Has Justin fled? And Team KMS holding strong in the dozens rankings. I'm Andrew Augustus, and this is the Kirk and Off Minifan News. Justin set the world on fire, even getting himself a Deadspin article after reading Julia Lacaro's new book. Since the reading took place, Julia has taken the effort to threaten a lawsuit against Barstool, the show, and Justin for copyright infringement because it was live streamed on YouTube. The video has since been taken down. An email has been sent out to Ms. Lacaro and her law team for comment, but nothing has been replied to. And by law team, I assume it's just Julia DeCaro since she was an attorney. Meanwhile, upon hearing of Julie's threatening lawsuit, Kirk said that he is going to be considering filing a lawsuit for libel and slander against the publishing company. On the show, Kirk mentioned that he has talked with attorneys and some believe that it is not as crazy of an idea as it sounds. So far, no legal action has been taken by either side, but it appears both sides are getting ready. In the midst of all this, intern Justin has made the trek up to Madawaska to go ice fishing with his dad and see the logistics of a Madawaska trip this summer. On Monday's wrap-up show, he mentioned to Kirking Off News that he was once again will be sleeping on the floor because why not? He has also confirmed to Kirking Off News that he had plans prior to even reading the book 
and he is not trying to flee the country. I repeat, Justin has confirmed to Benefan News that he is not fleeing the country. The show will be taking another week off for more recording of The Case. Episode 1 is nearing completion, and it appears that the first episode is going to be around 45 minutes in length. But Jared Carabas will be getting a birthday present from the new podcast, as host Kirk promised him that he will be getting the first episode two days before the public on his birthday of April 3rd. The case is scheduled to drop to the public on April 5th. No time of that drop has been announced. We would like to welcome the new sponsors to the Miniverse, Vincharo Watches, and one I personally think would be a no-brainer, BetterHelp Counseling. So welcome Vincharo and BetterHelp. In trivia news, Team Kirk was once again ranked third overall in the fan vote and rankings for the Dozens Trivia, and Captain Kirk likes where the team is headed. I'm fine with, I mean, right now, honestly, we've played three games. I don't think we should be ranked any higher. Third is about as high as we should be. But it is time, I saw Jeff Lowe say, in the comments, it looks like we're taking on Big Cat's team next. Oh, that's a, that's that's the number one ranked team. That could be I mean, it, it's our time here to see to take our to see we rank against the best, and I, I like our chances. I think we're going to play very very well. Once again, in the rankings release, Jeff went on to tell everyone that Kirk is by far and away the number one player on the Dozenish Trivia. There is no word yet on Steve or Jared's ranking. And there is still no date set for the next Team KMS Dozens trivia matchup, but the rumors are out there that, as Kirk said, that they'll be taking on Big Cat or in the Yak, or there could be a possible Bruce Spring Part 2 with Smitty and Team Uptown Balls. I'm Andrew Augustus for Kirk and Off Minifan News. As always, send tips to at Andrew Augustus or at Kirk and underscore off. And now back to Buddy and Blind Mike's Daddy. We get to go? You want to ask first question? Yeah. I like when you asked the first question. <laughs> I was a little aggressive last time. <laughs> okay, I know. Ned, Ned, this is a tough one. I know you don't know what's coming, but uh, when did you start listening to Kirk Minahan? Oh, man. I have to think back on this. I actually don't really too much. The The first time I heard uh, Kirk was by accident when he was on the weekends at, at EEI. And I, and I have to say, you know, I was, like, not impressed. I was like, who are these two? It was he and Mutt. And I'm thinking, who are these two that don't know what they're talking about? I don't even know who they are. But the, and then I forgot about him. But later on, I would hate listen because I think it's well known my feelings for you know Jerry Califrod, um, and he, um, they were going through. I would listen at the gym, right? And then uh, you know then Meter left, and and uh, they brought in Kevin Winter. And I wasn't really listening intently; it was just on in my headphones. And then all of a sudden, Kevin Winter was gone, and they brought in Minahan, and. If you guys remember, when he first came on, there was no real contribution from him. Almost like he was sitting in a different room. They were ignoring him. But then, perfect. What was, you know, shades, shapes of things to come, Kirk starts speaking underneath their conversation. And what he was saying, I started, you know, laughing at. Like, that was actually pretty funny. And they didn't even hear him. Or at least they didn't acknowledge that they heard him. Until finally, you know, he elbowed his way to that table. And, and then he became an intricate part of the show. But I was hooked... Um, I say within a week of him being on when I when I could hear him making comments underneath their discussion. <laughs> I, great. So I, I have a couple uh, questions about your uh, your answer there. First, um, I just want to clarify probably that Mutt was bringing Kirk down. That's why you thought he wasn't good, of course. <laughs> probably. Um, probably. And, and the second is, uh, let's just pretend I didn't know you hated Jerry. Why do you hate Jerry? I always thought he was a fraud. When I uh, How do I do this quickly? Because I don't want to. I don't want to take up too much of your time with oh, this topic, but 
living in Maine, I was living in Southern Maine at the time until like 2009, and I, you couldn't really pick it up, EEI. You couldn't really, you know, pick up the AM, the AM uh, station too much. Um, so I, but the guy at, at where I worked had it on, and it would go in and out, right? And I didn't really mind Dino, although the more I listened later on, the more I could tell Dino he just had his, you know, 1960, 1970 Mad Men style of, of broadcasting. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jerry was full of shit. And I kept thinking, like, who is this guy, this number two, the second banana, who would say things um, that he thought were provocative, but really weren't. Um, and I couldn't stand the baby talk voice, you know? <laughs> I got oh, canceled. You know, come on, buddy. You know, when someone would call in and, and go after him. <laughs> He does the, the, you know, or he asks the incredulous question. Really? You really think a Barack Obama was born in the U.S.? Really? Yeah. You know, I hate that. Oh, and he was a fraud. So that was the other thing that, that bonded me forever to Minahan was he was the first one to call him out. If you remember, John Dennis never called him out. They would get into arguments, but it's usual for sports stuff. Mm-hmm. But Kirk called him out. Red light Callahan. Right. That was the that was the joke on um, on Kurt Schilling. But then he used it. You know, uh, it was the best. And I'm like, finally, someone is calling out this fraud. And by the way, when Jerry's confronted, he's got nothing. He has nothing. I, I was I guess I guess the use when you originally said that that you thought Jerry was a fraud that caught me off guard because uh, just knowing like like that you're a conservative kind of guy. You know what I mean? Is that BMD? <laughs> What oh, was I, that? I that was not I, me. I thought I muted the mic. <laughs> I, went, I meant to mute the mic. That's perfect. I love it. <laughs> oh, we got Wendy uh, Williams is sitting in. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I forgot to press mute. Oh, well. Sorry. Hey, God you know what? You know what? You want a perfect follow-up to that? What do the yeah. initials anal stand for? <laughs> Oh yeah. Okay. Again, this was a this is a a, a Latino Kirk and, and Adam. It's uh, Adam, Ned, and Latino Kirk. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I prefer all aboard. If you ever see me referencing it, I'm always referencing all aboard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen. I've definitely seen you say that on Twitter. Yeah, I don't say anal. <laughs> it's anal. always fun though. Come on. How, um, I mean, you guys were you guys really were. I mean, these guys were the first one to have me on, but you guys brought me on to like my first guest appearance. So yeah, I, 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 always, I always appreciate that. No, don't be sorry. No, I mean, my level just spiked way up. I see. I see my level oh, went to red, okay. so I just blasted everyone's ears. <laughs> no, <laughs> but yeah, no. It's uh, to kind of talk about that show. What's it? Uh, Why did you guys kind of start this version of it, and and where do you uh, see it going? Being right now, it seems like one of the most consistent YouTube shows there is. Yeah, well, that's a very good question, Andrew, because um, we got this going just because the three of us seem to get along very well, right? Um, and and also, I like Adam very much. Uh, he's all, I feel bad for him, too, because he's kind of spun off, and he so wants to be back in New England, but he's stuck in New Jersey, even though he'll never admit that. But um, uh, th- these guys, are, first of all, they're very, very bright guys. They're very smart. They're very well-spoken. Yeah. Um, they're very knowledgeable and and outstanding performers in their individual fields too so we're not dealing with you know dummies here and they can speak intelligently and passionately to a number of topics but what we did was it was going to be one of these discussions where three friends you know shoot the shit and we had we would have three topics and we pledged that one of them would be political one would be personal and one would be kms related um and that i liked that format that seemed to work pretty well but after a while uh, especially in the growing environment on on YouTube, uh, and in I guess outside the outside world, the political hot buttons were getting were getting too much. So we kind of pushed that aside, and um, at that at one point um, 
we decided to, to go on our own RSS feed. So uh, Adam set that up. I'm sure it's Mossad backed, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> so, so we're kind of off Kirk's, the, the KMS feed, and we've only going to do one uh, YouTube show a month just to, to keep us out there. But I kind of prefer it this way too, because it's been, you know, criticism has been leveled against me and it's absolutely correct that I'm on too many shows. And I had a ball doing, I love doing History Buffs. We do that for pure fun. When we want, we just pick a subject and RA and uh, KDL and Adam, I'm sorry, um, Austin from, uh, from New London. We, we, we pick a topic and we just go at it with no, no, we're really pretty well versed on those topics. We just bang right in, as you can see, because we don't prepare. Um, and then I tried my own and failed miserably um, with the, the new Minahan Blues because up in Saco, uh, I got pulled into a group of people, of, I want to say 10 or 15, you know, men and women that were, were also Grateful Dead fans like me. And, you know, we we're all talking about the relationship and the, the similarities between Deadheads and Minifans. And there were a lot more in common than you would think. So that triggered the idea that we, we put together a show but we couldn't get the production. The three of us uh, who, who did that show couldn't get the time to do the, the correct production, which is what we wanted. Um, I mean, look, we were so amateurs. I was playing Grateful Dead songs from my phone, you know. <laughs> Instead of doing drops, I'm like, oh, hang on, here's that song. And it, it didn't, it, didn't uh, it was a lot of fun. We did have um, Big Cat followed me for some reason out of the blue last summer. <laughs> and it was like, what the hell? And, and TJ Hubbard was so jealous, by the way. But... Um, uh, and then he, I, I, so he, he DM me and I still say, I save it and I still have it where he said like, I'd like to do your Minifan Grateful Dead show. So I'm like, holy shit. And, uh, told the guys about it. And then we just kept, you know, what I did was once a week, I just reached out to him through a DM saying, ready when you are. And he'd say, yeah, I've got some things going on. I'll definitely set aside some time. But after about a month of that, I'm like, you know, he's just too busy. And so we kind of let that go away. It also became a little too much work for everyone. So with, with, um, with All Aboard, um, we now dedicate a half an hour, no more than a half an hour, audio, uh, fully prepared, not necessarily with a KMS topic, but inevitably we talk about that. Um, and we try to stay away from um, you know, politics unless it's COVID related or because you know, Adam's going through all the drama of, you know, he wants to get the vaccine, but he's already had COVID, by the way. His whole family has had it, but he's getting a vaccine anyway. <laughs> so it, it's, it's a lot of good-natured, you know, uh, pushing and shoving and, and just shooting the shit. If, if you had to pick one of the podcasts you make to continue making, like, which one would it be? Ooh, well, LK's going to kill me if I don't say All Aboard. <laughs> all Aboard. I could, talk for, I could talk forever about the Grateful Dead. <laughs> LK's going to kill you when you retweet this, so. <laughs> Boy, he gives me such shit when I don't. He's like, Ned, Ned, please retweet. He's, he calls me or he'll even text me outside, you know. So. so you talked about Big Cat followed you on Twitter. So how did, what's the origin of your Ned Snark Twitter handle? Oh, that's, okay, that's a good one because I, mine is, um, it, my account is like 2011, I think. And it was one of these things, again, let me, let me try this, this app. Um, and I noticed, I didn't, except for the blue check marks, which I don't think they were, but like say famous people back then, I'd been pre-blue check mark. I saw that, you know, celebrities and famous people had an account, but most other people had these, you know, anonymous names or anonymous handles. So I was heavily into a song of ice and fire books at then. 
So uh, back then. So um, and also I think Game of Thrones had just started. Yep. So uh, I was pretty eyeball deep into that whole saga. So I said, oh, Ned Snark, as opposed to Ned, Snark, Ned Stark, you know, and I would just comment, you know, make, you know, snarky comments, but do nothing, you know, outrageous. I thought uh, maybe you, you guys did as well, but in the beginning, I thought that Twitter was an excellent information tool. I mean, the news stories happened, you would get news feeds faster than you would get them over um, cable TV or, or the radio or however you got your news. And I thought, this is fantastic. And it was really highlighted during the marathon bombing when, um, and I've told this story before, but I was getting feeds from um, Boston police, you know, long before CNN had updates, which was, I was it was remarkable. Mm-hmm. So that's the origin of, of the handle. I just kept it. So you, I, just, I don't want to get Buddy upset with me really quick, but season eight of Game of Thrones. Why are you yelling? I'm sorry, I'm speaking too close to the mic. But were you disappointed with the way that the Game of Thrones ended? Garbage. I know the book's not. I know the book hasn't caught up yet. But. No, I've not. I've I've not been. I'm miserable, but I'm a miserable person to watch that whole series with because if you're sitting next to me, even from season one, I'm the, yeah. I'm that asshole who says, you know, in the books, and then mm-hmm. yeah. tell you how the show is different than the books. Right. So no, after season five. Um, I stopped complaining about it because my family just told me to shut up. But um, <laughs> after season five, when they ran out of book material, I kind of gave up on I mean, I still watched it, but I was highly disappointed. I was like, this is trash. Mm-hmm. How did you feel when Kirk started using Ned Snark as like, like the example like for a minute fan? Where he's like, oh, well, when I see Ned Snark or TJ Hubbard or, or that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think going on Mike and the Minifans uh, like ruined that because I, I was like, geez, every other day he's mentioning my name, which is, he thinks the name was funny, he told me. Yeah. Because I just thought you had a funny name. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, you know me, I'm, I'm a nobody. I don't, I, I'm not a, a big wheeler dealer or, or I, I know my place in the world. Uh, but you, you, gotta, you gotta, I'm sure it's happened to you guys as well. When he calls your name out on the show, whether for good or bad, you're like, wow. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was pretty good. What's been, out of all the KMS-related stuff that's been going on, what's been, like, your favorite thing to be a part of? Was it Madawaska? Was it Sacco? Was it doing the shows? Was it Mike the, and the Minifans that ruined it? <laughs> right, right. Um, well, I think once uh, – no, that, that's, a, that's a great question, Andrew, because it's all of those things. It's, and I've said this from the beginning, and, I, and I, I was, I'm very lucky that I got to say it to his face on – the Mike and the Minifan show that was in Scarborough, Maine, before the Sacco show the next day. And I said, you know, you've made this world, you know, this is your creation, your world building, and this world, as crazy as it is, this is the most fun I've had, and I'm way too old to be having this much fun, right? <laughs> you guys are all much, much younger than me. But when you see the 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 breadth of his followers and and the the, the depth of them as well, it's like, whether they're laborers or doctors or, you know, um, uh, professionals, it's amazing how many people are his fans. And we saw that in Saco, I mean, sorry, in uh, Madawaska somewhat, but really the Saco event, I have to say, was better in the sense that it was more like a, um, uh, a, pre, a pregame, you know, football event where how, you could just wander around with everyone. How was your Saco experience? It was fantastic. It was yeah, fantastic. We- I was very lucky because my dad has a house that I'll soon get. Um, <laughs> <laughs> about about three miles from there on the beach in, in Old Orchard. 
Oh, nice. Yeah, so it was right. very, literally, I used to take my kids there. I, I, when I was a kid, I saw movies at, at the Saco Theater, but in, it wasn't a porn theater until later. <laughs> but, my, you know, we, we, I think I took my kids to see um, one of the Disney cartoons, Little Mermaid or something, uh, at, that, at that theater. So you, you're saying is there's going to be a Minifan party at this new place eventually, is what we're saying. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. So... You just a couple minutes ago called yourself like a, a nobody, but I, th- I think it's pretty fair to say you're, you're a pretty well-known Minifan. How did you feel about hearing an, uh, two other well-known Minifans going back a while to November, uh, Stephen and Tim on the show? On, on, on Stephen Tim on what show? On on uh, on the show Famous. with Kirk. Excuse me. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, that was yeah. It's, well, that's the thing. See, I, yeah, you, you, that's that's a good point, buddy. Because I. I I guess people know me. I don't think I'm well known. I only interact. I'm in like one or two private chats, um, so I'm not all over the place because I have a job. I got stuff to do. <laughs> but um, uh, so I think I am better known than I think I am. But I don't have that perspective. So when I met Tim, when I met Tim in Canton, I actually genuflected. <laughs> <laughs> I went down. I bent the knee. I went down on one knee. I'm like, you. I've been a fan of his. Forever. Same thing with T.J. Hubbard. I met T.J. Hubbard in the elevator in Edmondson at the Madawaska show, and I recognize his face, and I'm like, "Oh my God, that's T.J. Hubbard! Holy shit!" <laughs> so I'm like, "T.J.," <laughs> and, he, and he was like, "Ned." It was. You guys understand what I'm talking about, and, and I believe me, I can't even get my family to understand it. But it's so. It's such a great environment. Um, I hate to see when we're going through like last week with the with right. some members of the team and people are now dropping off and there are there are a couple of bad actors out there that we all are well known. Uh, we we know them all very well, and I also don't like the emotional pressure it puts on 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 Kirk. Right, mm-hmm. um, it's getting to that point too where I'm getting a little nervous for him. But he's also now got the he's only doing the show three days a week and he's got the case, so I think the case is is really keeping him. You know, his mind focused on what's, what's really the next, the next big thing. And just to give you some perspective, I'm kind of re-listening to shows as well, and I started from the beginning. I'm in the fall of 2019 stretch of shows. He was doing four-hour shows. Mm-hmm. He was doing like a two-hour show, a three-hour show, a four-hour show, and, a, and another two-hour show in one week. So we were That's getting so content funny. out the wazoo, you know? That's so funny that you mentioned that because I'm doing the same thing, and I'm in December now. Of, oh, yeah. of these 2019 shows and i think it's it's so funny to think about how much the shows developed from then and yep. how you felt about people then Correct. as now. like hell even for me just as a personal example i remember listening to it uh in the height of the pandemic when i started my re-listen i tweeted out like at first when the colonnade did his like three weeks fill in for steve yep. i was a colonnade guy and then, like, I went back in the second listen. I was like, why the hell would I ever be a Cullinan guy? <laughs> like, I listened to the Mercedes-Benz pitch. I'm like, I still don't know what the fuck this means. <laughs> but uh, absolutely. And, and I'm at that point, too, where I'm, I'm up to, I think, November, I'm up to the, uh, November 22nd or 3rd, right before Thanksgiving. And um, it's, yeah, because he's, by now, though, the, you know, Rich Kelleher character is now on the blacklist. But for a while, it was like, you know, you know, he was like pretty in tight with, with them in the beginning, even though I was totally creeped out when, on the episode with Cullinane and Kelleher were in studio. Well, yeah, wasn't, wasn't that Kelleher's like kind of first experience? I, it, was, it was very odd, yeah. But Mike, was that, I, it, there was, 
No, go ahead. I was going to say, there was that time you also showed up at the hot dog eating contest. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. It, it, it's, it's amazing when you look about all the in and outs of the world and how much it changes through it. It's one, it just, I think it even goes to show how truly talented Kirk is because it, from where the show was to where it is now to be, and to be as some would say equally, if not even more entertaining with each different like iteration of the show. It's, Correct. it's been, it's been incredible. His sense of when to step in, when not to step in and when a thread of content becomes available and to run with it is astounding especially going back on the on the listens over that first summer that show for example with with uh, Cullinane and Kelleher both in studio I, you forgot to how funny Mike was blind Mike was uh, in the beginning up until the fall where I think Dave Portnoy beat the shit out of him um, and I think that that really damaged Mike but before that Kelleher is in sitting in the sofa, and I guess it's still they're still in um, Red Thirteen out in uh, out in Framingham, and um, he's ranting about Steve from Providence. I mean, he sounds insane. You're listening to it even now, and I remember listening to it then too. Going, this guy is he's going to walk in one day with a gun. He's that insane, and he's ranting about Steve from Providence. And out of the blue, Mike says, "Do you um do you see Steve from Providence in the room right now?" <laughs> and, by far away, one of the funniest lines I ever heard. I, you know, my wife keeps asking me, "What am I laughing at?" And I'm like, "I'm listening to old shows," you know, because it's just he was very funny. Um, and and you're right, the, the characters have, have changed, evolved. Some have gone away, um, and and some new ones have emerged. Has has your opinion on Kelleher changed at all? Do you th still uh, fear that he might go into the studio with a gun? No, not that case. No, it, it, it's changed in the sense that I know we now know exactly what he is. He's you know he's self-seeking, um, you know, glory for himself. Because um, also you know I'm also dedicated to the uh, to the um, uh, you know Cully side up in the morning that show that he's doing. He moved it over to uh, the the new the new platform. Play the hits. I love it. Yep. And he's and he's in there and he calls in every morning. But once you get past him, you know. Yeah, he's. he's I, 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 that's my opinion of him is that like he's harmless you know what I mean like he yeah he just he sort of like in the mentors role like he just he wants the attention he just wants to make a lot of noise and like An Andrew was just uh, saying in our little uh, Google Doc here he's gonna fucking have an absolute fit when he hears this but uh, I already know what's gonna we'll talk to him in a couple of weeks <laughs> you know let's figure yes, it out yes we will <laughs> yeah and, uh, well, do you mentors at least did it Menders at least was, was is um, he could be vicious, but uh, he can he it does it in a very amusing way. He tries. Uh, yes. Rich Kelleher is not funny. Menace. Is it? And this brings up I think a, like a fun thing because like, kind of for the three of us here, we like to talk to all Minute fans, just of various of backgrounds, no matter who was like with what. It, like bringing on a Kelleher is that something that like turns you off, or is it like like I'll skip this one or? Is it even still just interesting to hear kind of like how they view things? It, it's because I, I mean, at the end of the day, a lot of a lot of these beefs I feel is like are are about in the eye of the beholder type of situation. They feel they got slighted. The other side feels they're doing what's right, and they just can't see out of the eye. That's that's actually really a good observation, Andrew. Because I would listen if Kelleher came in studio again, only because of because you know the potential for insanity. But I don't think any Mina fan, any fan of the Kirk Minahan show has any right to expect anything personally. Kirk doesn't owe you oh, or course, us yeah. anything. And if the, and I am astounded at the um, presumption of some people that believe that, you know, uh, their opinions on how to fix the show should be taken seriously. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, it, it's, it's not your show. One, Get one your own show. 
One of the things that that just you know just to use the same word as you. One of the things that astounds me about like that subsect of fans is like we we all know Kirk's contract is three is is fifty minutes like an episode yeah. like whatever it is like he he regularly gives us more than that how many like you could i'd say what one percent of shows has been that that small amount you know like yep. I, I i mean um, that that short length excuse me um but so i don't that i don't it's just, it's just so frustrating because he's already we already know how much he's giving us and yeah it's, it's fine to expect more it's okay to want more of your favorite show like i think right. even kirk would acknowledge that but like you know, he's already it's okay to so want much. but you don't you can't demand I think I think yep. pro, I think uh, so, there was a, Minif- a former minute fan nailed it on the head. We expect Kirk to be something he's not. We just mm-hmm. have to we just have to take him for what he is and enjoy it while we have it. You know, because it is going away. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm absolutely convinced that um, the case is going to be. I think it's leaked out now. I won't I won't do it, but I think it's well known on Twitter what case it's going to be about. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's dropping. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, if you follow the Periscope. He yep. gave you heard the time, you heard the year, yep. you heard the month, and you heard the the place. All you have to do is a Google search, and you'll find it. <laughs> right. At this and point. and it's I have high expectations for it. I do li- like to listen to some um, true crime podcasts, but um, I think how how it's delivered will be you know the hook, and I think he'll do a great job with it. And I do see this as something that. You know they'll run simultaneously. Maybe uh, you know he'll do a season two, a season three, alongside the um, the regular show. And I think though the regular show is the one that'll be left behind. Maybe he'll do it once a week. You know, like a Tim Dillon. You know, and and which would be, I it would it would suck for us, but I would totally understand it, and I'd be thrilled to get a, a week's worth. You know, if he if he did a ninety minute show once a week, if the uh, true crime podcast can or the, the whatever it's going to be called, but the case. Is, is successful and goes forward, yeah, I'll be happy to switch over and watch and, and listen to that and also get my, you know, I'm, I'm guessing, by the way, and I'm wishing to, 90 minutes once a week from, from Kirk and Steve. Um, so, Mike, we know Mike took the hiatus and he's returned. What do you, what do you think of Mike's appearance and since he's been back? Great. Fantastic. I, I like, met- he's, he seems very different, much better, much in a much better place, uh, more interactive, more secure, and, and, and um, sure of himself you you met up with mike in miami last year correct <laughs> oh yeah right can you can you give us a backstory like how did that how that happened well when i saw you know one night in miami i was nominated <laughs> for an oscar you know i i thought what, what the hell uh okay the backstory for that was um i knew that i knew where this was the barstool super bowl week right so i knew they were all in town uh didn't exactly know where but i know miami beach pretty well so I reached, what did I, how did I do it? Did I do it? I didn't do it to Kirk. Um, I think I, I, in the, oh, in the, 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 in the private chat, I told Mike, I said, hey, if you, if you're interested, I'll take you, you know, I'll take you and, and Justin out to dinner if you've got some time, because uh, I know they're going to be pretty busy. Um, and instead, Justin reached out to me and said, can you come to Miami and do a, a, a Mike and the Minifans, like, you know, in the hotel room? So I'm like, sure. So I show up. Justin was three times bigger than I expected him to be. I was like, holy shit, that's a ginger giant. And, uh, and it's, in a, it's in an old Miami, um, Miami Beach hotel that had been renovated. Um, and, and it's very stylish, but it's very old style. So literally, the ceilings are seven feet tall. So Justin, I'm 6'4". Justin's taller than me. And I was like, and he's much bigger. And I'm like, holy shit, this guy takes up the whole room. And he was sleeping on the floor. <laughs> that, was, that was the best part. So then Mike says, um, so I introduced myself to Mike, and he says, um, do you mind if we do this in bed? 
And, he's, and he chuckles. And I'm like, uh, okay. And I said, that he said, the, the persona is going to be, I'm going to be B. Michael Geary from NPR. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, great. Or then he think he switched it to the, um, he did to the, to, uh, who's the character he does the movies, the films, where he does the discussions. Uh, James, I forgot his name. So that's, that's what you saw. It was, it was a lot of fun. It was great. But we didn't get to go to dinner. They said they, were, they had stuff they had to do. They were on that Justin big bar stool list. per diem. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I just missed that too, right? But um, they, had the, they had the bar stool per diem, so they were probably hitting the town. Who would you want to see in the third chair of the show now that we've kind of gotten this rotation of no third chair, Mike, Jared? Is there anyone you'd like to see come in? I know for me personally, I want to see KFC in there at least once because I think that show would just be electric. Hmm. I just, if just, just to jump in on Andrew's KFC thought. I don't know if I agree with that. Like, I, I love Kevin. I think, I think Kevin's like, I think Kevin's great. All that kind of stuff. But like, when, whenever they call Kevin, he's just a fucking contrarian every time. Yeah. And he's just, oh, Kirk's the crazy guy, and oh, this and that. Like, I don't, I don't know if I could do like. I think one show with him in studio, like if they were doing the whole show together, it's just because I, I mean, yeah, I listen to KFC. They, they I listen to a lot of Barstool. And I feel like when you, when you blend, if you can blend them, I mean, they did a little bit in, New, in down in Miami. They were yeah. down together in Miami. But if you could do a full show, just especially now, just 90 minutes, let Kevin do his thing and let Kirk and Kevin go at each other. Because, yeah, they're going to go at each other. But I think it's going to be entertaining because Kirk, again, I, I, as I think everyone in Barstool now knows, Kirk is going to wipe the floor with them in almost any ar- ar- argument that comes up. Mm-hmm. If it were me, I think. You know, I think KFC, Kevin thinks he's a star, right? You get that person, you see the, um, the, the TikTok uh, clips and, and uh, the Instagram stuff. You can tell that, you know, he, he loves the camera. Um, I'm not sure, but then again, I don't want to overcommit because I didn't think Jared Carabas would be very good either. I thought he'd be kind of a bland baseball guy or he'd have the, the rocket persona. But instead, I love the, I look forward to the Friday Jared shows. Kirk gets something out of him every time. Um, and of course he can run with it. You know, his mother's a clean, you know, cleans his apartment, you know, now the new, the new thing with the, you know, the, the anal sex. And, but, uh, <laughs> so I, I have to temper what I say, like maybe, maybe, you know, Kevin Clancy would be good after a couple of shows getting warmed up. I just don't want to see like, who's the alpha male. It's Kirk's show. You're not the alpha male. Mm-hmm. I think big cat, if you're talking strictly from, um, from a barstool, uh, personalities, big cat was the most. Uh, I thought they had the most chemistry in Miami, and whenever he calls, Big Cat's a fan. He's a legit Minna fan, and he knows what's going on, and he keeps up with the conversation. Yeah, um, so I think that would be a natural fit. He replied fit. to one of my tweets. Yeah, yeah he's a huge There you go. <laughs> there you go. I, I totally agree with you, Ned. I, I think it's – I mean, it's obviously, like, it goes without saying, like, how talented Big Cat is, and, like, he's it, he's probably the most talented guy in the company. He's in – him and Kirk just – Besides have such Kirk. Great, yeah, of course. That's yeah, besides, yeah, of course. Of course. I'm sorry. Um, but like, no, they have such great chemistry. Every time they're they're like they record yes. anything together, it's electric. They seem to like each other. Those two. Yeah, definitely. Like genuinely like each other. Um, I don't think I think the days of, of wishing for Mutt to come on or, or Jerry those are long gone. In fact, I don't like the Jerry shows anyway. They've talked about all they've experienced. They've they've actually been they're coming up on as many years apart as they were together. Mm-hmm. So it's time to like you know to leave that behind, leave EEI behind. It's, it's in ruins. He's thrown a flame. He had a flamethrower, took a flamethrower to it. Um, you know, almost everyone that, that was there when he was there is gone now. Um, so I don't, I, I really grind my teeth when people say, like, yeah, when are you going to do a show with Mutt? No, who cares? 
No. So yeah, but I actually um, that's so I disagree with you on that. Like so so if Mutt just like I hope it doesn't happen. Obviously, if Mutt got fired, say tomorrow, you wouldn't want to hear him and Kirk together Monday morning. I would like to hear him as a, as a one time guest. Yes, but that would not as a regular okay. yeah, that's fair. partnership. That's Remember, fair. Mutt Mutt yep. played a character three years ago. Yeah. You know the monkey. And, yeah, and I, you, you can't be forty-one years old and still playing a monkey. You know, you're not Baba Booey. And how so. and how sick <laughs> did he get of that? Like he it was like within like yeah. six months he was like, all right, I'm out. You know what I mean? It had its time. It was it was comedy gold, mm-hmm. uh, but it you know it's it's gone beyond that. Now if, I haven't listened to EEI, so I haven't even heard his show. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's matured, and gotten more professional. Um, but I would like no. to see him come in. <laughs> no, Kirk, no. <laughs> Kirk says. Um, I mean, Kirk says like a lot too, just to like defend Mutt for a second. That like uh, that Mutt always did do like the best with like like them shitting on him. But like, but he, uh, but that that being said, he still got fucking sick of just being like yeah, like like that character, you know. And even Kirk's. But do you that. think he would come in for a uh, a battle of the brainless with him and Blind Mike? I think <laughs> well, that. Ooh. You mean if he's that, if he's un, unconstrained by um, by uh, EEI? Sure, I think he would come in. Unconstrained by EEI, you have Blind Mike versus Mutt for Battle of the Brainless, part seven, whatever the, whatever number they're on. <laughs> might even Steve might even be like a better one. You know what I mean? Like, cause Steve has no, no idea. No, Steve wouldn't go culture. along with it. Yeah, that's fair. Steve wouldn't go along with it though. No, as, as he much just as Mike yeah. would. Yeah. It, I think it'd also be Justin too. Justin would probably go ahead and do it. Because <laughs> that was that was actually, look. Like, that work yesterday yeah. he did, that seven hours he did yesterday was unbelievable. Can you can you imagine can you imagine Justin and Mutt just sitting in a room next to each other, both trying to pronounce some of those words? Like that, <laughs> I that would be good. I, I'd watch that for seven hours too. Oh, but I, this is this. You guys do a great job on the show, and I don't. I know I didn't say it at the top of the show. I did thank you, but this is like one of my uh, look forward to drops every mm-hmm. week. I really thank enjoy Kirkenoff. The three of you have great, great chemistry, and and, and it, it's always entertaining. Um, it's always fun. It's easy to listen to as well. Um, and when I say that, it, it means um, there's no loud voice spikes, so you can hear it at a constant level um, going about your day, which is, is terrific. It's very much appreciated. And also, there's not that much we have out there left, and this is one of the quality shows that is left. Thank you. So we'll, thank you. We'll see unless, unless Julie has her way and tries to put me into this lawsuit because I made fun of her. Well, <laughs> is, there an actual, is, is, is there an actual lawsuit, Andrew, or is this just... I, uh, not that I've seen yet. She's been no. talking, and I can only go I, again. I can't follow her, and I don't have any, I don't have any fake parody accounts that I can roll with because I'm just like I'm me. So, I mean, the, the two people going after me is fine. It's it's whatever. Yeah. You got Julie doing her thing, and then you got another guy trying to cause shit. And it's like I almost feel bad for him because with the whole story, he's sharing a story about uh, from the Brown Herald, and I'm like, dude, if you want to like really tarnish me, share the Huffington Post article. That's actually got all of them <laughs> that I said. So he can't even get me right. Yeah. Send so me the your link. Yeah, yeah I, I yeah, almost yeah. did. I almost like tried to do it. <laughs> yeah, the the, the the Julie DeCaro thing is she's you know she screams about Twitter trolls and then uses Twitter trolls to mm. further her her ends. Yeah. Now right. if she's it's a, a publicity if she's stunt. A, yeah, and if she's a, as good a lawyer as she is a gymnast, I don't think anyone has anything to worry about. <laughs> so, I, and again, it has to be come from Penguin Publishing. Um, there is no copyright infringement; it's in the public domain. So, I really don't think it'll be it's, worth it's, it. It's free. It's no. free publicity. All this, all these retweets and, and all this stuff, calling the Minna fans out, calling Barstool out, is just her another way of promoting the book. So, it's actually, in a way, it's helping her. Hmm. You know. <laughs> 
You know, you know, you know, Blind Mike's daddy. Have you gone to Amazon and taken a look at the book and the reviews? I did. I put a review in there myself. I heard the audio book. It was trash. Oh. So, you know, now that they're restricting, they're limiting, uh, they, they're sending a message now. I tried to leave a review. Mm, and they said, yeah, due, yeah. To, due to the high volume of right. interest, interest yeah. in this book, <laughs> reviews are closed. Oh, so I'm like, that's interesting. Now? Yeah. My review was so under review. <laughs> <laughs> so we've, we've got 18 ratings are in right now. Right. There you go. And it's sitting at a 2-4. Yeah. Yeah. Out of 5. Yeah. It's probably about right. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, I, I love it. I got another question for you, Ned. So being that you one of the few fans that listen to Kirk and off, do you agree with one of the few? <laughs> do you agree with Buddy's take on the baptism calls? Because Kirk came out against them this week. Yeah, I they're not as hmm. not so <laughs> not so much. I, I don't mind them because they're not that frequent. If they were more frequent, yeah, it'd be a kind of a pain in the ass. I would they wouldn't be as, as amusing. So like to I think on Wednesday's show something happened that like that um like there was like another like kid call like there was a lullaby and like that that one's way different like in my yes. opinion like because Kirk Kirk wanted he's like oh put the kid on the phone yeah I'll do that like oh they won't shut up yeah I'll put him down to sleep that's way <laughs> different it's I think when some, when someone's calling it's like hey you bless my kid like that like what the fuck's he supposed to do with that man like yeah. how many times is he gonna do it like he's done it like like yes I understand like how much it means to like that dad but like in the grand scheme of the show like he knows that like he. Kirk always says, right? Like he goes back to like himself. Like, what would the what would somebody driving in the car think about this? Like, they roll their eyes, you know. Yeah, well. yeah. The, the one the one I enjoyed the most was Allison's, and we all know her. She's a big Meta fan, and we yeah, almost totally. he Kirk, if you recall, almost wanted to have a live show out in front of her hospital <laughs> 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 for the for the first Meta fan birth which should have been mm, kind of difficult to explain to the family showing up to to see the birth but that's the only one i really really uh, i thought was appropriate and like but the other ones are good but you're right if it, you, you can't go to the and he's smart he knows that you can't go to the well that often right you know they you know they all can't be baptized <laughs> the power of christ compels you yeah exactly so I so I, I have some just a quick question. I know we're, we're probably running Perfect. out of time, and I appreciate oh. it. But I have a question for, for you three. Um, so when you guys brought this together, now I know, you, buddy, you and, and Blind and um, Blind Mike's daddy are, are cousins, correct? Mm -hmm. Not that I'm doxing anyone. No, that's okay. <laughs> no. And I know we Andrew do, came in. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> right. And uh, yeah, that's right, buddy Cianci. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. sure you're doxed, right? I know. I know. Yeah, I saw somebody. I uh, someone, one of the trolls was tweeting at us and is like, "Is that Cianci a real guy too?" I'm like, "Yep, I'm the real buddy, fucking Cianci." Yeah, you're the real. I died 15 years ago. <laughs> Not 15, but. <laughs> Exactly, and and, uh, and you know, so Andrew was brought in, and, and forgive me, Andrew, I had no idea who you were or your story until no. LK brought it up. It's great. And yeah. they said, no, it, I... well, act, well in, in all transparency, LK said, we want to bring this guy on and tell us a story. And I'm like, what the fuck for? <laughs> <laughs> and then, it, but then you came on. I was like, oh wait, this is actually really good. And you were, you know, you got a great presence too. So how did? But I wanted to know, you know, I can see how how uh, the cousins, how, how Buddy and Blind Mike's daddy hooked up. But how did you get looped in? to the group so the I've team. known I've known these guys oh. before I knew who they were before I could figure out who the who buddy and and blind Mike's daddy were I I've known them for God since I was a kid so we oh, like uh, buddy and I went no to high kid, school together got it. 
Yeah. yeah. I, I've, I, it, I said it last week. Me and Andrew played U7 mm-hmm. soccer together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. So, mm-hmm. so we've it's it's a it's a I just doxed myself for not listening last week. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's a, a big con- cohort we have. It's yeah. it, it's a fun little thing. Perfect. It, it, it's and when the the first pr- even before I even realized who Buddy was, the first person I figured out was Blind Mike's daddy, just because he. For some reason, thought it would be a good idea to have my dad text me. Blind Mike's dad says hi, which is the funniest <laughs> story that I can ever tell. <laughs> it's the, my dad doesn't text, and just to get a random text from him that says Blind Mike's dad says hi, and I started cracking up. I'm like this is great. So then we put two and two together, and and then um, it was it's all great to Bristol. I mean, yep. you got to give it out. I mean, I it's so funny. Like when when Kevin from Bristol, an- another one who. I don't think Buddy and Blind Mike's daddy know, but as when you're from such a small town, you kind of all figure out one's another. And I knew Jay from Colby James and the Ramblers, so mm-hmm. it's like I had right. I didn't realize there was this this huge Minifan presence in this one small town. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm kind of alone down here. Um, not too many people, although I do wear my my Camus gear, and, and um, no one ever asked me about it though, which I'm. You know, <laughs> I'm in North Providence. Nobody asked me about it either. So I just like, I'll wear my sweatshirt around. Nobody says anything. Or when I bought Dale Bear, you know what I mean? I couldn't believe that there was a Dale Bear still. I was like, what the fuck, guys? (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Rhode Island. I I remember how proud I was. Like, I had my uh, Kirk Minahan shirt, and I went to Ace Hardware, and it's next to Just Ducky. And I was like, ah, I was with my pregnant wife, and I was like, let's let's just walk in there and see if Kevin says anything about my t shirt. <laughs> did he? he yeah. yeah, he did. He's like, "Oh, you're a bit of fat." Oh, you think so? Yeah. What's your answer? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did. I did. Uh, I said, "By the way, I'm uh, I'm that guy that calls in as Blind Mike's dad." That's the best. And I was going to ask you about that too because I, I the times that you've pulled it off, yeah, have been brilliant. Have been absolutely brilliant. And of course, Kirk's reaction to to being taken, right? You know, it's 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 always the best. And that's part of the thing too is. If you guys, that's why I've, I will never call in. I, you know, I haven't called in. I will never call in because I have nothing interesting to say. I have no angle. Um, I don't do voices. Uh, but I would, I, I love that you guys had the creativity to do that, to have the balls to pull it off, right? Because I would also trip over my words and stumble and I'd get aborted and flushed. But um, you're, the, the, when you pull it off, Kirk's reaction, when you get him to do that high pitch laugh, that's when you've won, and you've done it so many times as Blind Mike's daddy. And then yeah. is, and I'm sorry. And who's the um, who's the pastor downstairs? Well, I'm that Michael, was Pastor Jose. <laughs> yeah. Okay, not not to criticize the yeah. fact that you uh, doxed yourself as also Blind Mike's daddy during that, yeah. and you did it recently, right? It was like not that long yeah, ago. I, I had no idea. I had no clue, <laughs> and I'm like. Yeah. I was literally walking my dog, and I was like, I, I think I said it out loud, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. I have, I have, a, <laughs> I have another one in the works, but I don't know if I want to dox it, because I like this one a lot. Don't. Yeah, don't, 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 just don't. Don't dox but, it now. You can't dox it yet. Yeah. yeah. I know, but it's so tempting, for... because people have been calling for my Blind Mike's daddy, but they don't know that I've been calling in as a certain person. But that's just, Oh. It's just so hard. It's so hard because I'm not going to lie. I like the recognition. It is what it is. You know what I mean? But I'll keep my mouth shut. I'll keep my mouth shut. <laughs> well, then get the recognition, but not under this nom de plume or yeah. you know, persona. Yeah. 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 That, What's your favorite no, it, color it, 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 It's a great. Oh. Uh, <laughs> 
They're, again, they've been, they move and change. It's like asking for my favorite dead song or name your favorite yeah. kid. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, for a while, it was, it was Donald Trump. It was President Trump. Oh, yeah. Especially if you guys remember at the rough start he got off to on his first call. Yep. And yeah, it was like, well, yeah, right? And, and it was like, eh, and then he kind of recovered. Um, uh, um, and of course, I love um, Drunk Greg Hill. Again, always, you know, it hasn't gotten tired yet, but I can see, like, you know, he should call in maybe once a week, maybe go to every other week. But it's when he does, he delivers, right? Yep. And he always calls in after big EEI news, which also helps. That's <laughs> perfect timing. Yeah. Kirk. What, but, what, did um, you, Kirk. what did you think of uh, Sopranos guy getting aboard? Actually, question for question for the group. Terrible. He, he's a homie, you know? Yep. Oh. Uh. I don't think I, love him. I was shocked. But I think Steve didn't understand what yeah, was going on. Yeah, I hope I hope yeah. he takes. He doesn't watch The Sopranos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I hope I hope he takes that and rolls it into a bit, and and, and lays into Steve as one of the Soprano and, characters. I and really I think I'll just sorry, Andrew, but like I I'll totally get his back too, because like he definitely was was pretending he was Chris on drugs. Like that's right. why he was he was being so mellow because that like those scenes he's so Chris is so fucked up. You know right. what I mean? And yeah. Steve, there's no way Steve understood that. Andrew, go ahead. Sorry. No, and I think Justin made a point on Wednesday's wrap-up show is that Steve says he watched The Sopranos once because I've watched yeah. it one time, mm-hmm. and Sopranos guy did a near perfect. It was yep. just a perfect, like like he always does, just perfect with the lines and everything. And he was Chris on drugs. And Justin's right. Steve says he listened. I mean, he's watched the show. I don't think he really you watched the show. It. No, I don't of buy course it. He hasn't. No, I don't buy it either. <laughs> We're adding oh, no. it to the Steve's alive. Oh, oh, and, it, and one one other thing too about about Sopranos guy is he his delivery as Christopher is so good. Like I think he's he's great as all the characters. Don't get me wrong. It's, right. know, it's not a shot at him. But like his when he's Chris, his delivery is so good. The the, the one time I, I met him when we got lunch, I remember he he uh, he did a couple of Chris lines for us, and I was like, dude, that's fucking gold, man. Like he yeah. really just is like like when he does the corset, like you know, like hey, you know when he does the whole thing. Like, I didn't. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she must have crawled under there for warmth. He's <laughs> just so goddamn good at it, bravo. And there's, yeah. there's and he has so much gold to mine out of that too, right? Because yeah. one thing Kirk loves is is the, and I don't know if he's got the, he might have the what he's gonna say written down. Uh, or he could be pulling it from memory, but Kirk, you know, he can. He, Kirk pulls out random quotes from the Untouchables, you know, from movies, mm-hmm. um, obscure movies, obscure lines. So he loves that kind of stuff. So if you can, you can run with it and keep going to that next, that third level, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, he just he'll give you what you he'll give you the time you need. Um, and and he, and, uh, Sopranos guy also does. And I, I have to say, my, I love them all. Love them all. My favorite is when he does Vito. Oh yeah, <laughs> when, he, when he did the whole Vito, because Vito was an uncomfortable character anyway, yeah. and he did it perfectly. <laughs> <So good>. Yeah, <laughs> perfectly. Um, so yeah, those are my those are my my top three. You know. Yeah. Oh, what was I get? Oh, so, uh, just I think uh, whether I don't know if he said it on the show or if he said it that day at lunch, but Sopranos guy says he doesn't use notes. He just he just like knows yeah. the lines because he's he just his he's like wow. used them with like with like his buddy so many times. And that's yeah. that's when he pulled out that's some incredible. of the Chris lines for us and stuff. He just sits there like I know everybody thinks he reads off the computer. He says he doesn't. Nope. I mean I can't. Yeah, yeah. he did yeah. he did it for us live. In person. Yeah. So and and, and, and Kirk's got a brain like that. I work with a guy with a brain like that. You know, he would drop Godfather two references. We worked for a foreign company, so English was their second language, but our first. And at these senior level meetings, he would drop Godfather Two references, which I would piss myself laughing. But you know, the rest of the team would be like, 
Yeah. Okay. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Get on with it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, and and the, and I would get it, he, or he would also drop um, um, uh, Top Gun references, which I'm not that familiar with, but I I knew where yes, he was coming yeah. from, and um, a few good men. That was the one that actually exposed him was you know you got to be careful when you do like references not in so much in a voice but when you can recite movies and then finding the time to drop those lines and when I, i'm older than you guys in my day it was scarface everyone oh, yeah. could quote scarface <laughs> right um uh, but he did that he did a few good men one time you know oh god it was, and, and kirk does that movie as well so that that takes a real retentive memory talent plus his imitations are, are spot on I know you already uh, asked us one, but do you have any other questions for us? Um, so, okay, I did have another question, too. Um, so the three of you are going to continue. This is going to go, I know it's difficult to plan, right, and things, personal lives happen, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, you expect this will continue to go? You've got enough material and guests to keep it going because we need it. We could, yeah. and I enjoy it. I think I think we do, like because like the beauty of our show is we literally can interview anybody, and um, we 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 even did it last week with no guests, just the three of us, and just just like BSing back and forth. Um, yep. And we also kind of have like a little contingency plan where like not contingency plan, but like hey, if Andrew wants to go on vacation, he can go on vacation. Me and BMD will do it, or if I want to go, sure. him and BMD can run it. Like we don't, I don't, I don't know if it'll necessarily be all three of us all the time, or even just. Like, look, we've we've already done sixty nine minutes. We have a couple other ideas like that, calls, you know. Yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah. So like, we I think in some form or fashion, we're gonna keep making this for a while. Um, I have to. One thing I have to do is go back. I keep putting like season one. I have to take that shit out because I don't. When, when does season one end? You know what I mean? I have to just I have to erase that from your site. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then and then you can take one, a break. It could be season one forever. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Season one of the case. <laughs> Well, you know, the other thing, too, is have you thought about bringing in some of the Mina, lady, the Mina ladies, you know, yes. Goldie yeah. and, and Robinson's B&B &B and, and Allison yeah. and, and Lauren. Top Gun VHS. And Top Gun yeah. VHS, too. Yeah. Yep. Don't, right, don't talk to Right, buddy? Yeah. I can't believe she's a girl. I, can't believe I couldn't believe you didn't know that. Yeah, no, I know. It was pretty I well known. <laughs> I, I'm a bad Mina fan. <laughs> I know. Actually, no. We've we, we've been saying for a while we wanted to have um, Lauren Lynn on. She obviously helped us with sixty nine minutes um, yep. recording the intro for us. We, we wanted to have her on. We'll, we'll get her on soon. But we've been saying like we we're like oh we want to talk to all kinds of Minna fans and it's just like white guy, white guy, white guy, white guy. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, just like, it's not really that diverse, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And now we get you know Tim Riggles is gone. Amadawaska oh, Rob is gone. Really? And Red is gone. And we've been losing people, you know, left and right. Either some temporary and some permanently. I hope um, they come back. Though. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, I, I hope so too because I, I do, especially those three. There are yeah, others too. Yeah. And I, I hope no one gets upset that I forgot their names. But those three, Coffee I do miss them. I liked Red. Yeah. Oh, he's gone it's, too. Yeah. 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 He's been gone it's, for I think a week or so. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. It, it, it's frustrating on my end. It's like, I think what gives me at least a little bit of hope for my casing is that, like, even at my point right now, it's. I'll say it. Zonkers is trying to share that article about that, and he's sharing the Brown Daily Herald one. So Zonkers, I know you're listening. Go to the Huffington Post. That's a more damning article on me. Yeah. But fucking. What, it's, what do you it, have I mean, to be I'll own worried it. about? Yeah. Yeah. I, I I own that. I'm like they're playing all the greatest hits at, at this point for me. So it's just like I, I kind of laugh at it. I feel bad that anyone that has to go through that because, it, honestly, it's like I said on on Monday on the wrap up show if. It, it, we're all here to listen for Kirk, and if you're going to go and contact someone else's boss, you're, you're not doing that to be like, oh, this person deserves a raise. 
Like I've never heard of that of that case anyway. So it's yeah. I, I think men of fans, if you genuinely like the show and like where it's going, understand who the enemies are. Don't right. associate with the enemies. <clears throat> Correct. And focus on the greatness of the show. And like what what brings us here? Like would I ever thought I'd be talking to someone who lives down in Florida about Kirk Minahan? No, but here we are. And it's like I, I like talking with you. You have me cracking up because we can we can share stories even though we've never met in person. But right. we can share stories and reminisce, and we're having fun about it because we all like this one common thing. And and as Correct. someone who else who also likes the Grateful Dead, it's like a, it's a complete deadhead thing. It's like, <clears throat> all right, I've never met you, but we have this thing in common that we're passionate about. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, and and <laughs> so to be honest, Zonker reached out to me in, in DMs at the start of um, New Minifan Blues, and and um, I don't follow him, so he did it through the you know through the DM that. Um, you know, you can accept it. I didn't accept it. I just read it. And he said the same thing. He goes, oh, nice to see we can come together on a common ground and how great the dead were. And he told me he was at a show in, uh, at um, English Town 77, which I think was Dick's Pick 16, which is a, actually a great freaking show. Um, but then he went on a tirade, you know, three paragraphs, gr bad grammar, misspellings about Kirk. And I'm like, dude, I'm not going to even engage with you. It's like, you know, don't even try. So that's the thing is, do not engage. Fight all wars on your own terms, and you'll always win. Andrew, you got some You got some news or something? Well, I mean, the Kirk Minahan show Twitter account two minutes ago, not to timestamp this, but I'm sure you heard this in the news as well, but just again, this is a live reaction. Oh. Kirk Minahan is seriously considering suing Penguin Publishing and Dalton Books for libel and defamation over Julie DeCaro's <laughs> outrageous and malicious lies about him in her new book. <gasps> That's breaking news. Love it. Oh my God! Yeah, I, we need breaking news sound. <laughs> That's that is spectacular. Fantastic. Even if it's not true, even if it's like bullshit, that is yeah. fantastic. <laughs> also, uh, news from BMD looks like they're taking call, not taking calls, but it looks like they're recording tonight. So oh. hopefully, they take calls tonight. They are recording minutes tonight. past my bedtime, but uh, oh wow! I have, I, so what I've done is I have Kirk, Steve, Justin. <laughs> All on my notifications for Twitter. So as soon as I get off that number, because I have a burning question, mm -hmm. especially with Jared on, because he is the latest member of the Kirk Manahan show team to threaten to quit the Dozens trivia competition. So I do have a good question for him. Yeah. Uh, hopefully I can get through tonight. Because mm -hmm. I, 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 I love talking with Kirk. It's He gave a great great two answers and put me right in my place. Yeah, I, and I, I hope. I, I I love that Kirk is playing uh, along with our uh, with with you. You know what I mean? Like like with when you ask Kirk an off question, he obviously is like hates me or or was super mad at me a few weeks ago. He was, um, yeah. But yeah, but like, but he well, likes Andrew. Yeah, yeah. Which is, <laughs> hey, as long as he keeps as answering the Kirk and off questions when Andrew calls in and like, gets us some more content, we're happy. You know? He does. He th he he treats. Uh, I'm trying to think who it was on the Stern show. I wasn't a big Stern fan, but you remember they had an in-house reporter that would call and ask Howard questions. You know, Andrew, you're that guy. Yeah, it's, I mean, the first, so my first phone call was an absolute dud. The first phone call I ever got through, because no, it was even that. before the show. Oh, it, it was. It wasn't, because it wasn't Kirk and Off related. It was, no. I called in and asked about Steve about uh, being a Dr. Kevorkian for animals. Right. And yep. I told him I had a pet, and it was just, it was bad. It was bad. No, it wasn't bad. It was good. <laughs> All right, guys. BMD's got to go to bed. Anything else? <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> well, I want to thank you guys. Thank you three very, very much. This was a lot thank of fun, as I expected it would be, and I really appreciate uh, the opportunity, and, and uh, I hope this show continues. This is a really thank good you, show. We need you. it. You're, you're welcome you. back anytime, of course. You know, any, like, you know, anytime, any reason, whenever you want to come on, we, we'll, let's do it again. 
Perfect. Great. Thank you. Right. Say goodbye, guys. Take care. Brush your hair. <laughs> See you. <laughs> Cut.